Welcome back to another episode of Entertainment Beyond. As always, I am your one and only host, Jensen Dean Jackson. And don't worry, you guys, this is not the Peppermint Review. I'm going to get to that. I'll probably get to it on Sunday after I watch Peppermint. I just have to watch it so I can give you my opinions on the movie. Today is a a lower point in my podcast short history. I have the uh, unfortunate duty of informing you all that another one bites the dust in the form of the Marvel Netflix deal. Netflix officially announced that they have canceled Daredevil after a stellar season three. And at this point, you know, they canceled Iron Fist almost immediately after season two. And then months later, they canceled Luke Cage right after announcing they canceled uh, Iron Fist. And I had read on, I believe, either Screen Rant or IGN.com that basically the the bigger wig uh, up in the executives of Netflix had said during a quarter three Uh, investor meeting that it was not up to the purview of Disney whether the TV shows got cancelled but up to the purview of Netflix now I can completely understand in the, 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 the form of the vanilla unthrilla white as fuck Iron Fist cause uh man season one was was uh excuse my terminology but an abortion, uh, I did not fe- uh, finish season two because just like with season two of Luke Cage, I fucking spoiled the ending uh, of Iron Fist season two. And then by the time I was considering getting around, getting back around to season two of Iron Fist, I discovered it had been canceled. And it's one of those things where it's like, what's the fucking point? You already know the fate of the future of the series. Just leave off where you left off, call that the series finale and whatever, I guess, you know. And it's the thing that people don't really consider most mainstream audiences. I've been reading comic books since I was fucking 13. Comic books, Spider-Man, especially, were what helped me learn how to read. Which I know you're probably hearing that and you're like, how the fuck do you just go through life and, you know. And it wasn't 13, my bad, it was closer to like 12. It was the year off. Or maybe two years off was 11. Well, you're probably like, how the fuck? And like, well, by, I grew up in a really fucked up uh, home life. Abusive uh, adoptive parents. And part of that abuse was uh, not letting me attend school and homeschooling me. And my homeschool was coloring in a coloring book for two hours a day. That was my schooling. So then with that knowledge, you can understand why it would take me till 11 or 12 to actually know how to read. But... <clears throat> But that's besides the point. The point I'm trying to make is that being a comic book fan, I approach even these movies, I approach everything. It's nothing more than the latest issue in a volume. Okay, so you look at Marvel Phase One. Iron Man is issue one. Iron Man is issue two. You know, yada 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 yada. Then they all wrap up in one volume that's uh, bookended by Avengers. That's volume one of the Marvel Universe, Volume 2, you know, and so on and so forth. 
So I look at these cancellations as something where, you know, you're reading a comic book and the run has issues, but it's got promise. And then it's canceled. The book is canceled. Writers and developers and whatnot are told to fuck off. You know what I'm saying? But in, in, in the scope of Iron Fist being canceled, I wasn't really bothered by that. I'm like, cool, you know, because the character just did not work. You know, I, I was, I, I, I keep up with as much as possible. I read as much as possible about the things I like, especially things in the universe of comics being translated to the smaller big screen. Okay? So, they had done the first three of the Defenders. They did Matt Murdock, the Jessica Jones. They they introed Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage got his own series. And all that was left was the inclusion of Danny Rand before they got around to the Defenders. And the reason they, you know, Marvel Netflix had said that they were just trying to figure out the mystical elements of Danny Rand. And it's like anytime you hear something like that, especially you're talking like Marvel, like how the fuck do you not know the mystical elements? Like you're the house of ideas. You're the ones who created the motherfucker. Like if anybody, you should know. At least be able to give the motherfuckers insight but the show was just was it was awful you know you get around to luke cage season one which my god man you talk about when when in the climate and and the culture of how it's okay it's appropriate to treat black people inappropriately and the trayvon martins of the world and shit and then have a show like that where you're coming out and it's a bulletproof nigga wearing a hoodie and not only is he bulletproof, but he's super strong. You can't cuff him. You can't shoot him. You can't beat him. You can't burn him. You know what I'm saying? And not only for it to be something like that where it speaks to the world on a social level about social injustices done to the black community, in the black community, and then have that series break Netflix. Like, Luke Cage literally shut Netflix down for a good minute it broke netflix the premiere was so fucking huge it broke netflix and on the same you know uh, two sides of of the same coin on the other side i hear or heard so many people say that luke cage season one was boring and you know granted most of these people if not the entirety of them were white people and I think there's a uh, there's a disconnect, especially, you know, now, a couple years ago, it would have been completely acceptable for white people to continue going on thinking that the world only wants to see movies that have the face of a white man or a white mo- woman and, 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 you know, not even a white woman. So usually just a white man with a white woman being the love interest or someone, you know. And I don't want to get too much on a, on, a, on a race political tip, but I'm just saying it's like, I remember growing up as a kid and I was adopted by white people. So there wasn't, it, it, the way that I saw the world didn't really hit me as much as maybe the way that a black person was raised by black people saw the world. I wouldn't say it was whitewashed, but it was a little bit of manipulation if that's even a word, which I'm pretty sure it's not, in terms of the way that I saw myself, the way I carried myself, the way that I saw other black people, 
And so, you know, I remember seeing things like Star Wars and, again, two sides of the same coin, wanting to be Luke Skywalker, but then feeling frustration for there not being black representation. And, you know, don't get on my case, as I know, Lando Calrissian, but black representation in terms of wielding a lightsaber, in terms of having that type of power, in terms of being almost godlike, you know what I'm saying? And most of my heroes growing up portrayed by white dudes. And then, you know, you look at it nowadays, and you got, I saw this commercial the other day, or a picture, where it was a white boy dressed up as Black Panther for Halloween. And that tells you, like, where we've come. And it's not completely full circle, but it's goddamn close enough. And the next thing for me that I'm looking at, you know, okay, we're finally starting to get good representation for people other than white males. We're starting to, to plug a demographic for things other than white male representation because the world is not made up 100% of white males. That's fucking ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm trailing off a little bit too much the politicking on race and whatnot, and I apologize for that. But... It is, it is a source of frustration to not, you know, because I'm, I'm half black and I'm half Native American. I want to see things out there that represent me. Things I can point to and be like, that's, that's, I wouldn't mind being like that. I can't say, you know, you know, like an Obi-Wan Kenobi or Bruce Wayne, like while I really dig on those characters, how much can I identify with those people? You know what I'm saying? And now the, the next step is to get even better, even better female representation, strong female leads. They're killing it right now. They killed it with Diana Prince in Wonder Woman. They're killing it with Sabrina Spellman in The New Adventures of Sabrina, which if you haven't checked out, you totally need to peep out. One of the better original series from Netflix. But we need more. And I'm, you know, don't get me fucked up. I'm not no racist. I'm not saying fuck, fuck white men. You know, we need to get the fucking white dudes to fuck out. Fuck them all. But I'm saying like, and I'm not even stealing the hashtag time is up thing because that's a totally different movement. But I kind of feel like time is up in terms of the way that the world has to be presented with what they can enjoy content wise. Because like I said, you know. There's not a lot of representation. Like, I can't remember the last time that there was a strong Native American representation without implications of racial stereotypes about Native Americans and fuckery, you know. And don't even get me started on Native America and the history and the atrocities committed and still committed to this day. Spitting on the name of Native Americans, shitting on the graves of Native Americans, you know. I'm going to step away because this podcast totally take a left turn into racial politics. Back to what what's really the main subject of this podcast and that, you know, so you have those little tidbits about Netflix and coming out and, you know, puffing up the chest saying Disney doesn't run us, we run our own shit, basically. Can't nobody tell us it's Netflix, Subu all day fucking Netflix blood gang yada 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 kind of type of shit right so Disney I think you know they've been talking for a minute about how they're going to you know it's now official it's been official for a while I don't know if it's now official 
but it's beneficial for a long time now that they are doing their own streaming service. And the way I look at it is like this, like dig on this, man. Avengers Affinity War will be the last Disney Marvel joint to drop on Netflix. Once June, or I'm sorry, once January 1st, 2019 hits, they're letting their deal with Netflix expire, which means they're pulling all the shit off of Netflix. Anything branded with a Disney dick is getting pulled off of Netflix. Moana, what, what, what the fuck ever? I don't even know how much content from Disney is on there. But anything Disney dick branded, it's getting pulled the fuck off. And it's, it's like this, you know, it's like this. Say you got a hot product and you're leasing the rights to Coca-Cola to sell because you don't have enough money to start up your own company. It's a good, you know, synergy thing. It's beneficial to you. It's beneficial to Coca-Cola. Say you get a little bit of seed money and you can start your own company. Are you going to start your own company but continue to lease your fucking product to Coca-Cola and lose profits? If you're a fucking idiot, you are. If you're, you know, if you have any type of business acumen, you're going to let your deal expire with Coca-Cola. Do you get what I'm, what I'm, what I'm going for here? Marvel does, um, Disney, my bad. Disney, Marvel does not want to lease their shit out to Netflix, and you know, lose a little bit of money where they can keep it all in house, control creatively what goes down with their shit. And basically tell Netflix, like, you know, I love you, but fuck you. To put it in a, in a Tech 9 type of uh, way. And so, you know, while, while Netflix is banding about being the be-all, end-all in terms of the deciding factor whether to keep a series, it doesn't really feel like it, man. And, and the, thing, the funny thing is, you know, I'm reading these articles on... on um, on places like IGN.com and Screen Rant, and they're saying that, you know, okay, so Jessica Jones Season 3 has already wrapped production, and so is Punisher Season 2. But the writing's already on the walls. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Marvel... The Netflix corner of the... Uh, the Netflix corner of the MCU is fucking dead and done. They might release JJ Season 3, and they might release Punisher Season 2, but... I don't see if they weren't even, you know, going to keep Daredevil, why the fuck would they keep Jessica Jones and Punisher? And granted, Jessica Jones is a fantastic series. Season two stumbled a little bit more. <laughs> I really love season one. I, I fucking love the energy between Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. I fucking love it. It's infectious. But why would they keep those series? If you know, if they're gonna keep one, if you're gonna if you put a fucking assault rifle to my head and you told me you gotta pick Jessica Jones or Punisher, and saying neither one is admitting that you'd rather just get your head blown off, honestly I'm gonna say Jessica Jones. Like I don't really I and you know what, you can you can hate on me all you want to, but I'm not a fan of John Bernthal's uh iteration of the Punisher. And I wasn't a fan of Thomas Jane's iteration of The Punisher, but I sure as fuck was a big fan of Ray Stevenson's iteration of The Punisher. Season one of The Punisher, you know, fucking goddamn, what a boring fucking show. To all the people who said Luke Cage was a boring, un uneasy to follow show, go fuck yourself straight to hell. Try watching The Punisher and actually maintaining, being fucking interested in what a slow old ass type man show that fucking show was 
I didn't want to pay seven or so bucks a month to watch some motherfucker be mopey. Kill motherfuckers. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what I've been reading about in all your comic books. You don't cry, bitch. You kill motherfuckers. Okay? You get what I'm saying? So I'm looking at like this. Because Disney is going to do things like they've already announced they're doing a uh, they're doing a Loki limited series. They're doing a Winter Soldier limited series. They're doing a Scarlet Witch limited series. They're doing a what Falcon limited series. Sorry about that last one. I can't remember. It's Falcon. No, I'm pretty sure it's Falcon. So I look at it like this. Like these are these are two hot things they could do. And what honestly what they should have done after season one and season two or season one of Luke Cage in season one of Iron Fist and after season one of the Defenders, they should have done a Heroes for Hire maxi-series and they should have done a Daughters of the Dragon series. And I think that those would have been so much more well-received and now we're not going to get shit. But what I am hopeful for, and this is, this is just me hoping, I'm hopeful that they actually just do that. They pull... The actors pull Mike Coltier and the white dude and pull the actresses who played uh, Misty Knight and um, Calling Wang. And they do those two series on, um, on Disney+. Plus. I think that would be fucking the Supreme Dream Team two-for-one special right there. But, you know, I... I I don't get paid the big bucks over at Disney. Sure as fuck don't get paid the big bucks over at Marvel. I don't even get paid the big bucks at my fucking job, you know? So this, that was just, you know, a little bit of speculation and hope. But, yeah. That's, that's, it's looking like after, especially after the confirmation that Daredevil wasn't coming back for season four. I, uh, you know, I bet you my top and my bottom dollar that that's the signed death warrant for the Netflix corner of the MCU. They are definitely going to release season three and season two. Season three of Jessica Jones, season two of The Punisher, but it's over. You know, it'd be fan fucking tastic if they just kept Jessica Jones and then let go of The Punisher. I'm like, we're just gonna keep this one. And I can almost see a scenario where, you know, one or two characters appear for, you know, episode. Because then it just turns to another, you know, Marvel team up, which is a classic line of characters and from Marvel history in the comic books that they would put together for a limited run mini series. But yeah, you know, quote me on that, bet you my bot my top my bomb dollar the Netflix corner of the MCU is dead and done. And I'll probably be crying on the inside all night commiserating the death of Matthew Murdoch, the Devil of Hell's Kitchen. So yeah, uh, that's been another thrilling installment of uh, Entertainment Beyond, or I guess it's up to your purview whether it was thrilling or unthrilling. I hope you enjoyed this uh, this small bit of chit-chat about my feelings, my thoughts, and opinions on the Netflix corner of the MCU. And, you know, keep it, keep it locked to uh, wherever you found this podcast on, and I will be hitting you up style again with my opinion and review of Jennifer Garner's Peppermint. Alright, you guys, uh, stay warm. Enjoy the end of the year. Happy Christmas. 
And uh, remember, it doesn't take much to show love even to a stranger. Especially in these dark times uh, the world, we need to show more light and kindness and happiness and togetherness to our fellow man. And uh, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you, and you guys enjoy your night. Goodbye.